0: Welcome to a bonus episode of the Encourage podcast. We love sharing new books with you. And today, Encourage community manager Becky Keefe talks with one of our favorite authors. Listen as they have a conversation that's sure to encourage your heart and learn more about a book we love. Hey, hey, Encourage! It's Becky Keefe, Um, back with another Books We Love bonus episode of the Encourage podcast, where I get to introduce you guys to the most amazing people who have written absolutely incredible words. And today, I am sitting down with a very good friend of Dayspring and Encourage, Megan Taylor. I don't even know how to describe what you do because it is all extraordinary businesswoman, shop owner, confetti thrower, (laughs) all the above. Thank you. (laughs) Welcome, Megan.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, how are you today? How are you in this moment? I'm good. I am really excited about this like season of the year. Like, as soon as it like we are big back to school fans, like not only because, like, hey, childcare, but um also just being able to like have all the school supplies and just like the pencils everywhere, the notebook paper, all the nostalgia that comes with that. We have an art studio and a stationery store here in North Carolina. So that just really like starts, you know, once that starts to happen, then we go into fall. And and just Christmas, and all these fun things to look forward to, and then the launch of Spreading Kindness Like Betty Confetti. So just a lot that I have ahead that God has placed in my path these next
0: few months that I'm just really, really excited for. That's awesome. Um, what is that quote from uh, You've Got Mail? Something about, you know, like, New York in the fall and freshly a bouquet of freshly sharpened pencils. Yes. I'm like that's that's my heart. I've never been to New York, but I want that bouquet <laughs> of freshly sharpened pencils. We can make that happen. <laughs> hey, well, I can see behind you in your in your little studio there. You have is that a big plush pencil? on It your little sure pencil?
1: is. Yes, we um really commit to a theme around here, Becky. Like we like go hard in the paint for like some confetti, some school supplies, like all the things. And our sign out front is like an eight foot like giant pencil that. That's all she wrote notes. And we love the pencil as like our icon because a huge part of our story is that it's okay to make mistakes. And so not yeah. being so banana shape when something doesn't go right or, you know, when when you don't get it the way that you thought you were going to, you know, being able to bounce right back and forgive yourself and have grace with yourself because God has so much grace with us. And so, um, you know, everything is intentional, but it's like seeing that every day is just a big reminder of like why we do the work we do.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. And so all she wrote notes is the name of your store, which started as an online store, right? And now you are brick and mortar. Yes. and seeing people every day. That's gotta be like so fun. We love it. I've been in business for
1: 10 years and eight of them were strictly online. And then we opened our shop here in our little town of Gibsonville. Um, it's very much like a Hallmark movie town. Like it's just the cutest. It's really small and tiny, but being able to see and meet our neighbors and our friends Like prior to having my own store, I used to travel all across the Southeast, spreading happiness through my handwriting is what we like to say, Um, and teaching workshops and teaching classes. And so every month I was in like multiple cities, multiple states, and I never would have stopped. I I was enjoying that so much. But then, of course, COVID happened and kind of stopped it for me. (laughs) And I did not miss it as much as I thought I would. And that was so surprising Mm -hmm. to me because I, I would have done that forever. I would have told you I was having the time of my life. And, you know, I just felt like God was preparing me and preparing my heart for what was next, even though I didn't know it. And yeah. it was kind of funny the way that it worked out. We, <laughs> my husband was furloughed from work for a few weeks and I was doing really well. Our online shop, people were really rallying around small businesses and going out of their way to support and give back. Like they were looking forward to online orders because they couldn't leave their house. So I mean, we were having a moment. It was really good. And I was having like freight trucks pull up in our driveway and and deliver pallets to our garage. When we get our house. And Chris was like, Oh, my goodness, like that is all she wrote from here. Like this is way too much. Like, I was so content. I was fine having it at home. But I mean, it was out of hand. It was like in our garage. It was in our attic. It was in our spare bedroom. Like, we're only a family of three people. And we were like thinking we needed a bigger house, but we really just needed to kick my business out. And so we bought a building, um, a couple towns that were actually just one town over. And um, my dad and I did all the construction and all the renovation ourselves. So all through 2020 and 2021, he and I worked alongside each other, sawing and hammering and nailing and just building this dream and bringing an old building back to life, which was really, really special. And then we we're able to open and now it just feels like a fixture of the town. Like people get so mm-hmm. excited to come here, like to make those memories. Like I get to, uh, you know, when I was traveling, like I would have a great night, but then I probably didn't see those people again. Like I knew mm-hmm. them online, but like I, I hugged with them. I took a picture, you know, I, we had a moment, but that was it. And now I'm getting to see the same people again and again and again, and like have a deeper relationship. Like we have a prayer and praise as well in our studio so like you watch people like who are going through maybe like cancer treatments and then they come back and they're in remission and like you you walk through that as a community with your neighbors and prayed over them and prayed for them and just been able to like support and give back like just in, in a more like genuine capacity that I feel like I was ever able to do when I was on the road as much so I love it God's plans were way better
0: than mine right? Isn't that always the story that we eventually (laughs) realize is at play? Um, But I love that. I love that so much. It was really, I remember following along on Instagram and seeing those renovation days and, you know, down to the studs and you guys just covered in dust. And (laughs) now, like, look what you've built. Like, it's absolutely beautiful. So Megan, in addition to your online shop and your you know, your brick and mortar and your art studio and you do hand lettering, you kind of alluded to this, that, I mean, a pencil is important to you, not just because of the beautiful hand lettering, but really you are also a writer and God has given you messages to share. Um, and you guys, Megan has out what is her second, right? Her second children's book. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's in a series called Betty Confetti. I mean, how fun is that? Um and this one is called Spreading Kindness Like Betty Confetti. Um so Megan you probably know like I'm a kindness girl like I I read am, your book. <laughs> yes, I know you did. Um and so yeah just that idea that we can live with such intentionality and make a difference through our small acts of kindness like right where we are even as children like I just love, I just love your book so much. Um, So tell our friends just a little bit about why Betty Confetti and like why why this message?
1: Yeah. So the first Betty Confetti was actually my story about messing up, turning your mistakes into confetti. Like she's a little girl in art class. But that's also my testimony, just having gone through certain seasons of life and certain mistakes that I've made, big mistakes and small mistakes that I felt like were going to ruin my life or that felt like were going to just put me so far off the path. Path, but that God forgave me, that He redeemed my story, that He brought me back. And instead of feeling like trash, I felt like confetti. And mm-hmm. confetti is just trash that's chosen to fight for a happier life. And I think that being able to share that story with children who might be struggling with perfection, who might feel like, oh my goodness, I can't get anything right, and giving them that loving grace that, hey, even if you tried your best and it didn't work out, like we still love you. It's like God still mm-hmm. loves you, your parents still love you. And so we built that first story around Betty Confetti. And then the second chapter in her story is all about spreading kindness like confetti. And so in this new book, she is still at school. She's a little bit older now, and she has certainly had her heart broken from time to time. Betty alludes to it in the book. She remembers a time when her feelings were hurt and unkind words were said. But since that day, she's prayed that God would help her be a light, that that she would be able to like shine his light that she would be able to include others and help others that may not, Mm -hmm. that may need a little bit of extra kindness. And so she encounters a brand new student. So if anyone's ever been at a new school or if you've ever been, you know, the new grade. So I had a kindergartner last year, um, the new kid on the block. Um, that's a really nerve wracking experience, like just a lot yeah. of nerves, a lot of anxiousness. And so Betty encounters Brandy, um, who is soon to be her new best friend, and she really works hard to go out of her way to spread kindness. And the book goes on in the kind of the fumbly bumbly Betty way, just like the first one where she tries and she fails, and she tries and she fails, and um, tries to pass a note, and it gets intercepted by the t- teacher and tries to save a seat and another kid swoops in. And you just watch her like keep persevering and keep trying to be kind. And mm. the book goes on to illustrate sometimes kindness can take work. Like sometimes it's effort right. that you're you're being purposeful in your actions to try to go out of your way to make somebody else's day better or to make somebody else have a better experience or To have them feel included. And I think that's like how God treats us and just how he would, he would go after us, you know, if we were lost to be, to be able to bring us back. And so thinking about that, you know, in this story, like us as believers, like there might be people in our path that need that extra kindness and we can give it. And we have the power to do that. We have the power to save a seat or pull up a chair and to invite people in and welcome them and just make them feel seen and loved and known. And one of my favorite lines in the whole entire book, um, it says, God said, love your neighbor. And he knows we aren't the same. He made us all unique and he knows us all by name. You've yet to meet a person that Jesus doesn't love. So let's help spread his kindness while he watches from above.
0: Mm, I love that too. (laughs) And I love that line, especially about like, we have never met a person that Jesus doesn't love. Like, And what would it look like? For us as grown women and, but also then to teach and train our kids or whoever the young people in your life may be to see others through that same lens that ultimately like people are not what they look like or even what they do or how they talk. Like they are God's children who are loved by him. Um, and I think that if we, if we all, viewed the world and people through that lens like wow like what a difference that would make
1: well i think kids do i think they learn it from their parents like if they you know come up with a bias or they they treat someone different they might have seen that at home and i think us as moms and like us as parents Mm -hmm. like hurt people, hurt people. And I think like, if if we're coming from a place that we're, you know, kind of talk bad about people at home, or they hear us gossiping, or they hear us act one way to someone's face, and then turn around and say something, like, they're picking up on all of that. And I think like, kindness is not just like a children issue like it's like a everybody issue and so oh, for sure <laughs> i think that as as any great children's book does i think it's a good message for kids and for grown ups that we can all look for ways that we can be kind to others and look for ways that we can, you know, be good to all of God's people and include people and reach out and, you know, make that imitation. I think I always talk about how God is in the details. And like, I know he's real busy. I know he's got a lot going on. But sometimes I just see these little things. And I'm like, man, I love that so much. God, you had to have done that. And the book comes out on October third, And I love the movie Mean Girls, and the day of that movie, like the day that they always reference in that movie is October 3rd. They're like, it's October 3rd. And so this is like Mean Girls Day of October 3rd, and then we're just hearing a book about kindness. And one of the things like one of the lines in the book is you can sit with us like you can sit Mm -hmm. with us like come on over here and that was always like a funny thing people would say like growing up watching that movie oh you can't sit with us because you're not wearing pink or you're not wearing the cut you know whatever it is and like there have been rooms I felt like I couldn't sit in like there's been tables I felt like I wasn't welcome at there's been you know circumstances both as a child and as a mid-30s woman (laughs) like it doesn't just end and so I I think like the more often that we can be the includers and we can be just have those kind hearts and pray for God to show us like Mm -hmm. how can you use my kindness today? Like how can you use me and like my willingness to welcome people in? Like help me put me in the path of somebody that might need a little bit of encouragement or who might need a friend. Like in the book it goes on to say like Brandy, the new girl, had been praying for God to send her a friend. She was so nervous about that first day. And she's like, God, if you could just send me a friend, like, you know, it would it would make it so much easier. And I have prayed that prayer.
0: Like, I remember what that was like and feeling so lonely and feeling so left out. Megan, I just think you're so right about this not being just a message for children, but absolutely for us as adults. And I really love how... You show that Betty thinks back on a time in her life where she was feeling those same feelings, where she was feeling overlooked or not chosen or just the brunt of someone's bad day, unkindness. And I really feel like when we reflect on our own story, even if it's a story we're currently living, that that is often how God uses us to to, to meet the need or to be Mm -hmm. the agent of change. Um, so you said last year your, your son was a kindergartner. He was the new kid. Well, this year my oldest son is a freshman in high school oh. and he's going to a new school and doesn't know anyone. He's the new kid and he feels like, well, everyone else, you know, knows people. And so right. I'm just encouraging him, like, there is someone who is praying for a friend like you. Yes. Right? Like, there is someone who, you know, you may feel awkward and alone and uncomfortable, but guess what? Like someone else is feeling the same way, and so you can be the friend you long to have. You yes. can be the kid who smiles, who invites someone to sit with you. Um, and you're right, but that's that extends into our lives as as women and moms, and you know, wh- whether you have a career or you're an empty nester, like all of us have people in our lives that we encounter who we could make we could. Spread that spread that kindness like confetti, right?
1: Yes. And I think the more we look for it, the more we'll see it. Like God will put people in our path. Like maybe it's like a checkout counter that, you know, the person's having a bad day and you can just tell, or maybe the person in front of them was like not kind. (laughs) So you're like, okay, we're going to turn this around. Like it's my turn. We're, you know, we're going to make this good. And I think the more you kind of train your eye to look for that, the the easier it is to just obey that calling and to kind of feel that nudge in your heart to be like, I'm going to smile at this person or I'm going to look them in the eye I'm gonna use their name I'm gonna ask them you know a question or just like take take one more second just to be a little bit nicer because I think that like you're never gonna lose anything by just choosing to be kind like you're never gonna lose like anything from you like I think in fact it's gonna gain you know your just joy in life and just the way that your happiness is going to be impacted the more often that you're willing to do that and pour that out for other people
0: right And it's so true and I think we can all think about people in our lives whether it's, you know, a close friend or someone at work, or even like we, um, in our neighborhood, we used to have a crossing guard. His name was Bill. And every morning, like an afternoon, whether it was hot or raining, like it didn't matter. Like there was Bill, like with a smile, like saying hello. And he got to know people's names. And, you know, he would tell other people like, oh, like, your smile just made my day. And then that <laughs> makes it just, you know, that that joy and that kindness is contagious. And I know that there are people and he, we would have conversations and he would be like, yeah, those people, they, they never smile back or like <laughs> they never say hello. And it's like, he could have allowed that to discourage him and be like, Oh, I, I guess it's not worth it. Or like we see little Betty, like to persevere in our kindness, because I really think that that is reflective of the kindness of God. Like God's kindness doesn't give up on us when right. we respond with a crabby attitude, right? <laughs> Thank goodness <laughs> he does not.
1: And I don't know, it's just, it's a really fun way to walk through the world. And I hope that the, you know, the parents will adopt this and the kids will adopt this because you know how kids are. If you, if you read this once, you're going to read it a thousand times. They'll so, like, think that message will, you know, really resonate and really sink into this next generation that, that we're raising. And, you know, maybe they will be even kinder than we were and, and our friends were. So I'm really, really hopeful.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite lines is spreading kindness like confetti was her daily goal. She radiated happiness deep within her soul. And I think that like that's the root of it, right? Like are we – like how is our soul today? Um, If (laughs) Like when I find myself not being very kind, whether it's to the people within my four walls or, you know, as I go about my day and I'm just like – irritated and grumpy and, you know, put out by other people's presence, you know, then I realize at the heart of it, that's really a soul issue. Like, I have not spent time in the Word, or I have not spent time with the Lord, or I have not, um, you know, remembered that the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, we could go on and on, but I think that, like, when we think about, okay, like, if I have God's joy and His delight and His purpose, like, then out of that ought to be the overflow of kindness mm-hmm. to others.
1: A long time ago, I heard, uh, um, it was actually like a Andy Stanley sermon and he talked about like what is in you was what's going to pour out of you. Like if you're bumped and like ugly things come out, <laughs> that yeah. means there were ugly things in there and they can't come out unless they were already in there. So like if you're, if your cage is rattled and like you can like dig down deep and find some kindness or find a smile or find, you know, a reaction that is pleasing to God, that just means that there's more of that in there. And I think we all have bad days. I think we We all lose it. I think we all have our moments, but it's just being able to give ourselves that grace too and to bounce back and to try again. And that in the book, like Betty, she tries and fails twice before she actually succeeds and like has a moment with Brandy. They win the soccer game, they have the best day. But I could see myself in that story when she is passing the note and like gets caught being like, well, I tried, like I did it. Like you told me to do it, God, and I did it and it didn't work out. So, you know, it's on you. Like (laughs) she, she tries again, you know, she's like, okay, no, I'm determined. Like my mission is spreading kindness. My mission, I felt bad for this girl. She doesn't know anyone yet. She doesn't have any friends yet. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try really hard. And it, It just was cute to watch that happen because I feel like that kind of stuff happens a lot. And it's it's easy as an adult too, like as a woman, I know like, man, you send a text and like, y'all know how busy we are. Like it it could be either I respond in like two minutes or like two business days. Like it's like not like, it's really hard to to like stay on top of that sometimes. But then I want people to have all the grace in the world with me, like, oh, that's just Megan shit. It still says unread, you know, her silence notifications, whatever. But if someone doesn't respond to me in two days, I'm like, oh my gosh, like they they're so mad. Um, what did I say to them the last time I talked to them? Are they offended? Are they upset? Are we still friends? I mean, I can totally just let myself like spiral out and worry all about that. And I think it's just like the way that we give that grace and that compassion to others and not Mm -hmm. like giving up whenever we might have reached out and invited somebody and they didn't respond the first time Mm -hmm. or, you know, and you don't want to bother anybody. But I think like, I think about how many times I probably have quit after the first try and not like kept going or kept at it. And you know, that
0: those might've been people that needed a little bit more. Right. Right. Exactly. I think that's where we ask, you know, the Holy Spirit, like show us, guide us, teach us, like, Mm Help us to be, you know, relentlessly kindness, just like God is to us. Mm-hmm. You know, I love like one of my favorite verses is in Exodus where God tells Moses his name for the very first time, and he says the name is Yahweh. And what does Yahweh mean? It means the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness and yes. truth. And that is that is who he is. And so if you are feeling empty today, friends. If you are like, oh, what's inside me is definitely <laughs> not confetti pouring out. Um, bring that to Jesus. Tell him Tell him how you're struggling. Tell him that you need an outpouring of his spirit, of his joy, mm-hmm. of his kindness. Um, and if you have something to give, give it, friends. Give it with joy. Spread it like confetti um, without hesitation. And and if it doesn't go as you planned the first time, like don't give up um, yeah. because thank the Lord he's not given up on us. Um, Spreading Kindness Like Betty Confetti by Megan Taylor is available by the time this podcast airs wherever books are sold, especially from, of course, our friends at dayspring.com. Uh, Megan, how else can our friends connect with you? our instagram and facebook are both all she wrote
1: notes and our website is all and then our cute little confetti storefront is on gibsonville north carolina which is right in the very middle of the state so like all the airports are within like an hour um, from us and so we would love to have you visit and plan a trip if you'd like to come to north carolina
0: Oh, that would be so fun! I'm like, I'm all the way in California. I'm like, when can I get to North Carolina? <laughs> come on! I don't know, <laughs> but if I'm ever there, you know, I'm gonna come mm-hmm. and 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 see you, Megan. You are just, you are a light. You are a joy. Um, just appreciate who you are and how you use all of your talents and stories, um, just to to make the world a brighter place. So, thanks for being here. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. To God be the glory.
0: The Encourage podcast is brought to you by Dayspring. For over 50 years, Dayspring has created quality cards, books, and gifts that help you live your faith. Find out more at dayspring.com.